Opa! Welcome everyone, Arthur Bablis here. Congratulations for getting to the Personal Evolution Show, the podcast, part of the Evolve from the Inside Out community. And we're gonna be coming to you, we're gonna be having discussions, we're gonna have conversations, and the whole purpose is to get you thinking about your thinking. We're gonna ask you some questions so you can discover decisions that you need to make in order for you to start moving your life forward. How do you bring in more joy, more happiness, more success into your life? You see, leadership, success, happiness it doesn't just happen it's cause and effect in this podcast we're going to be sharing with you modern sciences a traditional wisdom spiritual laws you have blending modalities from NLP hypnosis kinesiology energy work we're going to share with you what we've learned over the last 30 years in this wonderful field to help you to discover that essence inside of you and ask yourself the questions to help you to break through here's a question who would you be what would you do and how would you feel if you already had blank think about that this podcast is going to help you fill in the blanks. This is Arthur Bablis. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, Sunday, 8th of August, and thank you for coming to our podcast, podcast number 10. This is the Personal Evolution Show, the podcast from the Evolve from the Inside Out community, the coaching community on the Facebook page. And, you know, most of you know me as the founder of the MBX Institute, and we come to you every Sunday night. We come to you every Sunday night just to have some conversations, have some discussions. And what's the purpose of these conversation discussions? Well, for us to be able to discover, discover the decisions that we need to make in order to bring more of what we want in our life, more love, more joy, more fulfillment, more happiness. And really, this is what we do here, um, what I've been doing for the last 25, 30 years in the field of complementary medicine, personal growth, human performance, uh, yeah, NLP, kinesiology, hypnosis, this uh, wonderful field that's forged me a wonderful life and uh, being able to come across so many, so many people, touch so many lives, have my life touched in so many different ways and, and still going. So uh, we're excited to be here tonight. Tonight's a special night. And I just want to thank you for being with me here tonight because I'm going to, you know, what podcast is, is, is entitled, uh, The 10 Lessons I Learned from My Dad. And, you know, I want to thank all of you, all of you, you know, I posted on Facebook uh, this week, uh, it's the anniversary of uh, my dad's passing two years. And, you know, today, myself and my siblings, my, my two sisters, my brother, we were at the cemetery and we had a little service uh, for my dad. And we just reminisced. Um, we do what siblings do. So, you know, most siblings, they, they love each other, they hug each other, they get angry with each other, and then they'll hug each other again. So that, that's what families are, right? Uh, but we reminisced. And, you know, I came home and I thought, so what are we going to be talking about tonight? So I rang up, the, you know, obviously we got uh, Dean here that's helping us here from the MBX Institute. We've got Magdalena here. So I rang Magdalena and said, you know, well, what's the topic of the podcast? And and she said, well, we discussed a few things. And she said, why don't you just talk about your dad? Why don't you just share some things that you learned from your dad, the do's and don'ts? And I thought, perfect, perfect. And I contacted my brother and I said, okay, Pete, you know, these are the things, you know, let's go through them. And I've got all these things I want to share with you tonight. Contacted some friends, some old friends, and hopefully they come on the podcast and, and, and maybe listen in and uh, maybe they can share some stories as well from my dad. And then I said to Pete, Pete, you know, what's, can, did, dad, if dad, did dad have a favorite song? What's the song? And that was a song that I was playing as the intro 
to the to the podcast tonight. It's a Greek song. My dad loved dancing. He was a party person. He'd be the first to get up on the Greek floor, on the on, on the dance floor, dancing Greek music. And uh, yeah, I suppose that's a tribute to him. Todi um, paploma. You know, that's uh, that's his song. And anyway, so thank you, thank you so much for being here. And as I said, look at this community that put together the Evolve from the Inside Out community. It's a community of like-minded souls, like-minded people. People share the same vision, the same, the same aspirations, the same goals, the same the, the, the things that we want for not only ourselves, from for each other. You know, what what impact, what difference do we want to be able to make on the planet? You know, we're here for a purpose, not just here just to exist. We're here to be able to make a difference. You know, we're here to go on the journey that we all go on uh, to evolve. You know, I think uh, we're here as a spirit, we're here as a whole soul, we're here as an energy on this planet for two reasons. And the two reasons, and it's, well, well discovering the first one is, is the journey, right, uh, is to evolve. Because we get caught up in 3D, we get caught up in, in this material world. And it's great, we want to explore the riches and have the fun and do what it is that we do, because we chose on a, as an energy being to, to be here and grace this wonderful planet and have this experience that we call life. Um, and as we go through life, we realize that maybe there's more and maybe the purpose of being is actually for us to evolve, for us to get it, for us to understand it, to understand the journey. And, and that we're just an energy in this body. And when we get beyond that, then, and you know, you get that when, you know, maybe someone closest to you passes and, and you think, well, where did they go? And they still live inside you. They, the energy, the spirit, the, the thoughts, the memories still live inside you and they can't take that away, right? I mean, I mean, life is perception. Life is what we choose to make. And nothing, there's nothing, nothing means anything in the world other than the meaning that you give it. And so you think about it. life is really the meaning that we give it. And even though I hear myself saying these words, I, I get, I catch myself. I, I give it some awesome and positive meanings and sometimes I give it meanings that, well, you know, how could I be better there? How can I hold myself accountable? And, you know, it's... Uh, Every time I, after a conversation, I'll hop back in my car or come back here and I think, how could I have done that better? What's the next step? Because we're constantly learning. So I think that the first reason, the first lesson for us to be on this planet is to evolve. To evolve from that 3D into that 4D and 5D experience. And once we get that we're here to evolve our beingness, our human beingness, and to connect to our spirit, to our energy, our, our reason for existence, then we realize that the other reason we're here is to help other people evolve. And I want you to think about it because if you don't do that, if you don't maybe stop and close your eyes so you can finally see, um, maybe switch off your ears so you can finally hear because if we don't see with the eyes and we don't see or hear with the ears, isn't it right? We see and we hear with our brain. And so sometimes we just need to stop listening to pay attention to the signal or stop looking to actually see what's in front of us and what is actually happening around us. And, and so, as I said, we're here to evolve and we're here to help other people evolve and to get it. And I think, you know, we've had many discussions over the last couple of weeks and in, during our masterclasses of, you know, what's happening in the world today and how people are reacting to it. And I suppose what role we play to create it and what role are we going to play in order to evolve and get out of it. And, you know, I think Mother Teresa's quote serves it best here. Um, and you know it. It's... It's if we all clean up our own front yard, well, the whole world will be a clean up place. And so maybe that's what our job is. Maybe our job is uh, for us to come home and, and do it. There we go, some changing shots over here uh, to come home and maybe clean up our own front yard um, for us to be able to, oh, what's happened here? I've lost some shots, let me come back here. Um, for us to clean up our own front yard, if we all clean up our own front yard, then the whole world will be a cleaner place. 
and and all that's all we need to do we just need to clean our own front yard and teach and help our neighbors to do the same so let's see who's uh let me know who's on here tonight guys so we can see who's here we've got the usual suspects as they see in their classics right around humphrey bogart and in casablanca let's round up the usual suspects so we've got our usual suspects here we got ambix crew we got dean we got magdalena we got josh we got um christine we got fabian we got anu just we got all these wonderful people here tonight my sisters here both my sisters christine's here love you chris and uh, my sister Thanasia is here too and you know i'm going to start i'm going to talk about you know i wouldn't be the man i am today if it wasn't for my dad and maybe later on in life i realized that he's my hero and maybe when i was younger i rebelled and i thought well i just wanted to do things my way and it is the night the night is you know a tribute to my dad but given that my sisters are here on this uh not given that they're on here i mean whether they're here or not i'd say this thing but they are on this uh episode and i'm glad that they're going to hear it because i wouldn't be who i am if it wasn't for them as well they might not know it they might not know that i say it i might not act that way in behind closed doors but let me know i mean i want to tell you in public that they mean a lot to me and i wouldn't be who i am today if it wasn't for my sisters and if it wasn't for my brother pete and uh with any luck he'll grace us as well and be listening to he's not a facebook person but yeah he's got the link let's see whether he listens to the podcast and we've got anastasia here which is awesome um uh, fantastic as well so thank you guys let us know if you're watching it live and if you're going to watch it later on just say you know hashtag repeat we just know where people are coming from where they're listening and where are you in australia maybe you're coming in from all over the world i don't know but i just uh, do i just want to thank you and you know it is a special night for us so today was the anniversary of my dad's passing and why is that important to me well two years ago um, you know when something happens in your life right you don't get it then it takes time for you to be able to look back so you can actually get it and that was a pivotal moment in my life you know uh, and you know, it's interesting because my mum's also quite ill and she's in hospital at the moment and so as a family we're going through some challenging times in terms of how we manage that and you know what's the next step and well you know we all go through it you know this, we're not gonna we're not the first and we're certainly not gonna be the last uh, but i suppose when you do go through your own stuff yeah well you go through your own stuff and i'm sharing tonight because normally i wouldn't share and most of us wouldn't we keep our stuff to ourselves and and i know we've been saying in our classes and a podcast that what we think is most personal is actually most general to others and so just by telling your story and just by sharing what it is that you're experiencing what you're going through is actually healing for other people so my wish is that as i talk about what i talk about as i talk about my dad as i talk about my mom as i talk about my siblings as i talk about my journey um as i talk about the lessons as i talk about the the, the lessons that i learned from my dad and you know i'm sure as i go through them I will get some remarks from my sisters in the chat, that's for sure. Um, yeah, maybe you'll listen to something tonight, you hear it, and it connects with you at a deep core level. And you say, that's exactly what I needed to hear, because you've connected to the feeling that you need to feel in order for you to be able to make the decision for you to get to the next level, wherever that level is. Whether you're stuck right now and you're feeling lost, perhaps in your... In life in general, so much is happening out there. People are uh, experiencing uncertainty, fear. They're just stuck. They're lost. They don't know what the next step is. Maybe you're lost with your career, lost in your relationships, lost with your health. You don't know how you let your health slide and you want to be able to get back to what you once were. Um, 
Magdalene saying, sisters, keep boys in line. <laughs> LOL, all right. Uh, well, okay. They, they did. They did keep us in line. And we've got Sue Katapoda signing to Sue. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And we got Rosa Metledge as well, shouting out to all these people. Isn't that great? We've got so many people on tonight, which is awesome. And, and so what's most personal to you is actually healing for other people. So two years ago, as you know, for me, when my dad passed, my life sort of did a 180. I won't say 360 because you'd be back where you started. <laughs> no, I was less from, I wasn't really there. I was completely in a different place. And, you know, we need to go on the journey for us to, I suppose, lose ourselves to find ourselves again. And, you know, it's going to be one of the last things I say tonight. And one of the last things my dad said, I remember walking down the stairs, as I said, goodbye to him on the Saturday, spent the Saturday with him. I went visiting him and my mum and my sister was there and and you know he was joking around I was doing things he wouldn't have done before I was saying things which is quite weird you know to chat with my sister Sue and it's like well what was going on you know and he was always being th philosophical I was telling my mum that he loves her and all this type of stuff and and you know so when we left I was walking down the stairs and you know and he's Greek home, right? You've got nine stairs coming up, nine stairs one way and the other way. And, of course, we had counted them because when you used to sneak out at night when we were young and the lights were off and we had to sneak back in the home, we had to count nine stairs up one way, nine stairs up the other way. So, you know, we wouldn't make any sound. We wouldn't wake up anyone else. But I was at the top of the stairs and, you know, Dad looked at me and he gave me a hug and he said, don't get lost. I thought, wow. In Greek, right? Mikathis. I didn't realise what he meant. Maybe he knew the journey that we were on. Maybe I was lost for 25 years and now I found myself. I, I, anyway, let's talk about it and see how we go. Because I know he said a few things to my sister as well that day that sort of spun her out. And as we look back and reflect, and today was that reflection day. You know, two years, we had a little ceremony. We sort of thought about what's happening with Dad, especially with what's happening with Mum. And I just want to pay tribute to that because there's some great memories. There's memories of, of yesteryear, of when we were young and we had fun. And, you know, that did so much for us. You know, I've, I've done so much training, and one of my mentors is Brendan Burchard, and he, he talks about honour the struggle. And because it's through the struggle that makes us who we are today. And, and I get it, we all have our journey, and I can say, well, maybe over the last two years, Matt, that's where my struggle has been. But I think before that, I never had a struggle. You know, where, where did I struggle in life? I didn't really struggle at all because my parents, migrants, come from Greece and, you know, how they met here in Australia. And they wanted to be able to give their family and their kids everything that they can. And, you know, if I'm going to honour any struggle, I want to honour my parents' struggle. I want to be able to share the story of my dad and how he came to be and how we came to be. You know, my sisters, myself, my brother, how we came to be as a family and how we came to live in Sydney you know, we came to experience what we experienced and for him to, you know, we grew up in delicatessens and uh, fruit shops and, you know, he was an entrepreneur, my dad. There's so many things that we learned from him. He was a risk taker. That's one thing that we're going to be talking about that we learned. He always backed himself. He was a punter. But that meant he backed himself and he wasn't scared to take that risk. He wasn't scared to take that punt. He wasn't scared to, to go with his heart. And it wouldn't matter what anyone else said, you know. He just said, you know, just don't worry about it. Act like the stupid one, as if you don't hear, don't listen. Just keep on doing what it is that you're doing. But anyway, so I want to honour my dad's struggle. And I think about, you know, you know, my dad was 15, 16 when he left home. Was, he grew up in a, in, in, a, in a little village in the north of Greece, just 
you know, next to Turkey, near the, the, the river there between Greece and Turkey, in a little village north of Greece, and, you know, the eldest um, sibling of five. And my grandparents were, were poor. They didn't have much to survive, and so my dad went to the city, to Alexandrupoli, to be able to uh, wor work as a waiter, and he started to send his money back to his family, and, you know, still to the day he passed away, he was supporting his sisters and supporting his family. You know, that's the type of person my dad was. He was a giver. Always gave. And it's research to show that, you know, giving, buying something to give to someone else actually makes you more happier than buying something for yourself. There is some research there. There's a study in 2008 that was done. You know, we'll talk about that when we get there. And so he went to the city and as, you know, as becoming a young, young man, 16, 17, 18, he had his friends there and he decided, well, he wants to make a better life and come to Australia and... And the first story, well, we learnt after he passed and we sort of sat down and spoke with my mum and my sisters and talked about these stories. It's like he wanted to get his papers, right, his transport papers or his immigration papers to leave Australia, to get on, not to leave uh, Greece, to go somewhere and hop on a boat and, and do something back in 1956, right? And the story was he was in that city and there was a guy there who was... You had to pay him to organise the immigration papers. So my dad went up to him and said, look, I want to organise papers to go. He goes, well, where do you want to go? You can go to America, you can go to South Africa, or you can go to Australia. And the first thing, you know, when I think about, is my dad a risk taker? Does he take a punt? You know what he did? I don't know, he sort of threw the dice or he threw a rock, whatever the case is, and wherever the rock landed on or however, he just chose one. It was like an any mini money away type of thing. I don't know exactly how he did it, but it was one of those things. And that rock or the choice landed on Australia. And he hopped on the boat and came to Australia. So I think, oh, you know, you know yeah, those sliding doors moments, what if he ended up in South Africa? What if he ended up in America? Would I still exist? Would I still exist with my sisters? I don't know. Would our karmic contracts be different or sacred contracts? Would he have met my mum? Would he have met someone else? I mean, there's a lot of what ifs, right? And, well, no point talking about those because they'd never happened. Everything happened the way it needed to happen. So he hopped on the boat and he came to Australia. <laughs> he talks about being at the 1956 Olympics. You know, obviously coming to Perth and then into immigration camp in Albury, I think it was, and then and into Melbourne. And there's some wonderful stories. You know, we had cafes and uh, had a baker, like had a, a bread run and had a bakery and... He did well for himself when, with a family, met my mum, got married to my mum, and there's stories there. And my mum has her story too in terms of, we'll have to tell a story another time, of, of coming from her town, in Patra, to, you know, a cousin bringing here and, and meeting dad. And, yeah, one thing led to another, the family was created, right? And so he had a, a bakery, everything was going okay, but guess what happened? Well, let's, let's first, I'll, I'll tell the story through the lessons, right? So what's the first lesson I want to share with you? What have I learned from my dad? The number one thing I've learned from my dad is, and I've written all these things down. I said, number one, take a risk in life. You know, the greatest risk in life, guys, is not taking the risk. The greatest risk in life is playing it safe. The greatest risk in life is playing it mediocre, not getting out of your comfort zone. Because if you're not going to get out of your comfort zone, you're not going to be able to experience the exhilaration of life. You know, people are scared to get on this roller coaster. You know, it's like we've got this ticket called life, but this ticket means we have to get on this ride. So we're at this, we're at this I don't know, like a lunar park or some sort of show, right? 
and we've got this roller coaster that we can get on, and the roller coaster is called roller coaster is called life. But we've got this ticket, but we're not getting on. And so here's the thing: people are scared of some roller coasters. I'm shit scared of a roller coaster. But you know, when you get on, you get the exhilaration of oh, God. You're getting up with you're getting to the heights, the heights, the heights, the heights, and then you got. The, the, the dumps and the heights and the dumps, and that's what life is, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And you're screaming and you're exhilarated and you're, oh my God, all this type of stuff. And you get off, and even though you shit scared, it's like, let's do it again. Well, maybe that's what we do with our lives, right? We go on and off this roller coaster, we get to the end of our life, and we go to wherever we go to and say, hey, let's do it again. Then we make a decision to meet someone else, maybe, you know, kick a ball into someone, and you've probably seen the movie, What Dreams I Come With. Uh, what dreams I come with Robin Williams and understand about maybe coming back and for a reason in different lives, right? Let's see who else is here. I'm just looking for messages and what people are saying. Uh, I'm just getting caught up in my conversation here, right? Which is all these people are saying so many things. Well, Will's here as well too. Awesome. Fabian. Okay. Kelly's here as well. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, so take a risk. Imagine living life not taking that risk. Imagine living life... Playing it safe. Yeah, Magdalene's saying, love roller coaster. Let's get on it, man. Let's get on that roller coaster. Why do you want to miss the opportunity of the exhilaration? You know, people don't do things because they fear. They, uh, it's, you know, I was reading Brendan Machard's book, The Motivation Manifesto. You know, number two talks about fear. And fear really is an aversion, a version of life. So there's only two things you can do in life. You're going to avert life or ascend in life. Wow. Aversion versus ascension. Aversion versus ascension. And fear makes you avert life. Right? So what do we fear? We fear pain. Pain of loss. If we did something, maybe we're going to lose an aspect of ourselves, lose someone, lose maybe an identity part of our life, and we hold on to our past identity. Or we fear the pain of the process. It's too hard for us to do something. I don't think I'm capable. I don't think I can do it. So all the negative self-talk comes in. Or we fear the, we, that we're going to get disappointed. When we get to the end, it's not going to be all it's going to it's made out to be. So why go through the hassle? And so because we fear pain of loss, we fear pain of the process, fear pain of disappointment, we don't hop on the roller coaster. So we avert life, never ascend in life. So guys, the number one lesson, take a risk. And my dad always took risks. He took a risk to come to Australia. And you know, when we were in Melbourne, he had a bakery and he went bankrupt. You know, because he just gave and gave and gave. He had his family, his friends, everyone's working. He didn't look after his paperwork. He just gave and gave and gave. You know, when anyone asked some for something, he always gave. That's what I learned from my dad. You just become a giver, not a taker. There's more, more joy in giving than in taking. And one thing led to another, and, you know, he went bankrupt. And he didn't have any much money left. I think only $500 back then, which was a bit of money back then. But he had a gold watch, and he took that watch in to the... Chrysler Valiant new car lot, right? And he put his watch down as a down payment and he got a brand new custom line, Chrysler Valiant, put his family in the car and we drove on the old Princess Highway all the way from Melbourne on up and down the hills and cliffs to Sydney. And I remember that trip. I was in Sydney in the back and my sisters know that. They were sitting in the back and I was playing guitar. A little guitar. My mum still has a guitar at the house in the old, right? And I've got a blister on my thumb. So I remember on that trip. But anyway, came to, to, to Sydney to forge a life and there's a couple of other funny stories. But, you know, we hear from my mum and my sisters know this as well too. It's like, well, they, well the first month it was trying. Uh, are we going to make it? Are we going to do it? Or do we go back to Melbourne with the families? Because they decided to leave the whole family. 
You know, when you think about it, family's quite close-knit back then. You leave an old country and people are staying together because of created community. It took guts from my dad to say, you know, well, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do something myself. I'm going to create a whole new life for my family. I'm going somewhere no one else has been. I'm going to do something that no one else has done. All right. And he came to Sydney. And I remember he came to Sydney and my Uncle George and my cousin Jim, right, sort of came up to dad and he said you know if you need anything i'm here for you my dad always remembered that so we're close to my cousin jim and so anyway it wasn't working out i don't know where it was working out or not and i remember we used to you know friday night we used to have we used to go to illawarra road miracle year get the year and we'd go down to city road where the park is next sydney uni and we'd have our um yeah, a year or so. so we used to come to Cronulla here with the trees. Funny, I'm right on that spot now, <laughs> living right in Cronulla. And we used to run around and he'd play chase us around the trees. And, and they were making a decision with the mum whether we go back to Melbourne or not. And they asked the kids. They asked my sisters, myself and my brother. My dad held two rocks, put them behind his back. And he said, you, you know, one is Sydney and one is we go to Melbourne. And all the kids picked stay in Sydney. So he stayed in Sydney. Wow. How's that like rolling the eight ball to get an answer from the universe? And then just going with it. You know what? Make the decision to go. The best decision is a quick decision, not sitting on the fence. Doesn't matter how you make it, just make the decision. That was my dad. So he was a risk taker, number one. He was a punter. And talk a punt on life. If you don't take a punt on life, you're never going to win anything. Number two, man, I have to tell you, my dad was a quintessential optimist. He, he believed everything's going to work out. Anything is possible. That's a Tony Robbersism. Anything is possible. But dad said, you know, Miss Nakuriese, everything's going to be okay. And he just loved to party. He just loved to have fun. We'd have everyone over at our place on top of the deli. We'd do the barbecue out the, in the little yard I had at the back. I'd put the apron on and do the barbecue. And we'd have our friends come over. We'd dress up and we'd have... Uh, you know, play the music, we'd be dancing, we'd be breaking plates. It was just crazy, wonderful times, man. You know, one little kitchen, and we'd fit like 20 people in a little kitchen, and then a little storeroom, and everything, we lived upstairs, and I lived in the, you know, my bed was in the living room, and my brother had a fold-up bed that he grew up in, and he, you know, we'd bring out the fold-up bed from the bathroom, and he'd sleep next to me in the fold-up bed next to me on top of, man, how we thought that place was huge, and when we went back to have a look at it many, many years later, it was so small. Of perception, hey? But we had so much fun in that place, right? So my dad just loving fun, having fun. He, like I said, he was the first to get up on the dance floor. He put that Greek music on. We'd go to the Greek bazooka, and he was there. We'd go to the Greek dances. He was there. Everyone knew Tasso. My sister's having the best barbecue. Oh, okay, probably. Well, I enjoyed doing the barbecue, but uh, thanks sir, for that. And so, um, and we had our cousins that used to come from Melbourne, right? And some of them on here, Sue's up here. Um, and all my cousins are Jim and Max and Arthur and, and Chris and, you know, everyone, all the cousins, um, you know, George and Italy and Dimitri and, and I, 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 it, so many cousins would come up from um, Melbourne and we'd have the best times. And that were those days. So my dad knew how to fun, have fun, right? So take a risk in life. And just believe everything's going to work out, number two. Be an optimist. No point living a life as a pessimist. Just be an optimist. It's going to work out. Just work hard. It's going to work out. Number three, man. Here's what I love about my dad. He said, never worry about what other people say or what other people think. 
Do what you think is right for you. Kane tokuto, he used to say all the time. Just don't listen. Act dumb. Kane tokuto. And Annette, thanks, Chris. My sister's saying, and Annette, of course, wanna, you know, there's so many people to mention. Man. I, I know you mention all the names. Maybe I should have asked my sister, give me a list of everyone I need to mention here because I'll make sure I've mentioned everyone. She'll probably just type everyone in there. So, Chris, if you want to just type everyone's name in there so they can be publicly acknowledged, all the cousins that used to come up from, from Melbourne, which is an awesome experience for us. Kind of took what my dad used to say. You know, sometimes when I think about it in life, you just need to do that. Because you know, we get caught up in our head thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. Just kind of took it all. Just play it dumb. And that's not dumb. It's just playing it smart. Because you know what? When you're playing it dumb, you're not allowing yourself to become reactive. You're not getting caught up. My dad was a reactive person, believe me. Hoy. He was reactive. He disciplined us. Otherwise, he wouldn't want to do it today. But... Um, but certain situations, it would just, you know, go on and do what he did. So maybe sometimes we can take from that, just go on and do what we do. You know, just don't worry about what other people say. Don't get caught up, which is interesting because that's completely opposite to my mum, right? My mum was, you know, always worried about what everyone's going to say. Did that be your cosmos? But dad was, doesn't matter. You know what? He knew the line. Demarcation point on threshold. Over the threshold, fuck it, I'm doing it this. I'm doing it my way, the babbless way. Yeah, maybe that's a good thing sometimes, but sometimes that gets us in some hot water too. So, you know, how do you find a balance with that? Well, these are just wonderful lessons that, you know, I, I can look back and I think as I was growing up as a teenager, everything I didn't like about my parents and everything I rebelled against and everything that I didn't want to be, and then, you know, I realized that I became everything that they were as I grew older. And maybe not allowing myself to get that didn't allow me to live in the moment or love the moment, as Anastasia is saying, and appreciate the moment that we had and now we can only have the memories as we do that and sometimes when we have those memories we have regret thinking well, how could we've done it better back then so my wish for you is you take anything away from tonight so as you move forward in your life that you don't have those regrets that you um you know move forward with grace and move forward with ease and move forward with <sighs> anyway number four was just have fun man my dad was someone who just loved having fun you know, be a risk, risk taker, the quintessential optimist. Don't worry about other people say, and just have fun. And he just loved having fun. He used to smile, he had that golden tooth. Everyone knew Tom with a golden tooth. All right? You can see him smiling on the grave. His picture's got his golden tooth shining. He had to be there. And he just loved having fun. People knew him. They knew that, you know, when we're at a dance, where's Tasso? Because he's, he's going to be the... Thanks, B-A-B-L-A-S, that's right. Where's Tasso? He's the one that's going to be the, the party animal, right? So number five, a big one. He said, always be a giver, not a taker. You know, always give more than what people expect. Like I remember when the delicatessen, right? And people would come in and, you know, we're deli, right? They'd order things. They'd order, um, they'd order like, you know, half a kilo of ham or some feta cheese, you know, for Vonni or whatever it was, you know, kefalotiri, all the different things that we used to cut in, you know, like in, 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 in the deli. Um, and if they ordered a half a kilo, it said, give them more, give them 600 grand, but they didn't charge them half a kilo. You know, always give them a little bit more. Let them take away more than what they expected. Now, I want you to think about that. It's a person of service. It's a person of making people feel good about themselves. He always gave, man. 
and we were the be our best friends that we grew up with, you know, the Gravanas boys, you know, Bill, Mario, Nancy, and the older brother George. I lived across the road, Athens Studio. Some of you know them. We've talked about them before. Maybe they're on tonight. I hope they are. It's Bill's birthday today. Happy birthday, Bill. Maybe you catch this later on and, and you hear it. And, you know, 49 Steps was Athens Studio to And <laughs> one day, Bill came over because I was, you know, it's hungry. So what can I eat? I said, mate, if you're going to eat something, you got to have one of everything in this delicatessen. And he had, it, he had one of everything. You know, all the olives, all the cheese, all the tripe. He felt so sick afterwards, but he did it. One of everything. It's a story we keep on talking about. And I wish that he catches the, uh, uh, the, this podcast later on and has a uh, laugh of that because he learned a lot from my dad. And he uh, respects my dad heap, him, heaps and him and Mario. And, and you know, here's what he learned from dad. I remember my dad was a punter, right? This is, he always is a giver, not a taker, right? You know, always over-deliver, which is number six. Be a giver, not a taker, and always over-deliver. There are two there, number five and six. Always be a giver, not a taker. Give and give and give and give and give. And, 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 and really, there's a science that says that. You know, they did a study in 2008. They gave, I think it was 46, uh, 46 people, they gave them an envelope with money. And they said, half of you, we want you to go and expend this money on yourself. And the other half, we want you to spend this money on a charity or yourselves, but, uh, or other people, uh, buy things for other people. And when they came back, they gave them some measures to rate their happiness. And the people that actually spent their money on other people were rated happier. So that's interesting, right? So when you spend your money on other people, so if someone gives you a gift, don't take away the gift. Well, maybe that's your stuff for not receiving. But um, anyway, always be a giver. My dad would, you know, he had punted like to play the horses every now and then. And, you know, Bill tells a story. At the, when he used to see my dad go to the TV, he'd follow him because he knew if he won something, as soon as my dad would collect the winnings, he'd throw Bill a $20 note or whatever the case. He'd come back walking down the, the street and walk into a men's wear shop and buy clothes, a new jacket for him, whatever the case is. He'd just give to people in the community. Whatever he had in his pocket, he gave. And to the day passed, he kept on giving, giving to his family, giving to friends and giving to people. Always have a deliver, as we said, give people more than what they expect. And really, this is really what we do here with the MBX Institute. We want to be able to provide our programs and our training. And, and, and Tony Robbins says that, right? If you want to be able to be an authority and position yourself in the field as a leader, what is it you do? You know, have a look what everyone else is doing. And it's not about being better than them because we're all doing a job. We're all actually raising the industry, challenging everyone to actually raise the standards to be able to support everyone and, and collectively raise conscious and move forward. How can you do it? How can you add more value, though? Look what everyone else is doing and add more value than anyone else. So everyone else is doing pretty good, but you want to do pretty good plus. And that's what we have chosen to do here at the MBEX Institute. And with all the programs, if you want to know more about what is that we do, just connect with our team. Dean's online. We've got Magdalena online. Just connect with them and I'll let you know what is that we do. And I'll challenge you. If you can find any program similar of nature with the same value, hey, you can come and do our program for free. You won't. And it's not about me saying that, it's just because we want to make sure that we provide so much service, so much value, and so much assistance for you to get to your next level, because that's what it's about. Money is important, but we're in this business not just for the money. We're in this business to make a difference. Whereas a lot of people just come into this business for the money, and they just focus on that and they don't have it. Are you okay not to have money and keep on doing what it is that you do? That's interesting. So always deliver. Over deliver. Number seven, I've got his service of others is the key to success, which is, you know, just keep in, he had a serving mentality. He'd always be helpful. Keep serving others. You know, he, that sort of leads me to the next one, which was the secret to success. Like he was a quintessential networker. You know, we had a, we had a slogan in our delicatessen, Dulwich, what we were known for, the deli. 
it was the pendefir, the five F's. And in Greek it meant phile, fere, philos, frutosete, fiete. Mate, it was the ultimate network marketing. He said, friends, bring your friends. One person brings two people, brings another two people. Friends, bring your friends. Load up, fill yourselves up, and then leave and enjoy. Don't leave your baggage here, right? Fille, 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 like friends, bring your friends. Load up and go. And so he knew that. He knew by being able to helping other people and then getting them to tell their friends to help other people. They would tell other friends to help other people. And people would come from all over the place. People would drive from Goulburn in those days to come to our delicatessen. So if you're in this podcast and you go, oh, there's my sister, the Pendafit, right? So if you're here and you're getting something out of this podcast, well, in the tribute of my dad, tell your friends. Tell your friends to come in next week. Tell your friends, because you tell two people, tell two people, tell two people, and suddenly we're making a big impact with the stories that we've got to share. Yeah, Magdalene's saying, yeah, that's the feel. <laughs> All right, awesome. So they're, they're, he's the number one networker, right? That was my dad. Here's a couple of tips, really from a business perspective, which, yeah, and a lot of, a lot of people, they, they, they well, it's a challenge for them to understand this in this, this industry that they're in, whether you're a coach or a small business person, entrepreneur, whatever business that you're in. Here's what my dad said, never be scared to borrow to pursue your dreams. Never be scared to borrow. If you want to get somewhere, just go and borrow money. Get it on credit. That's what it does. Give people credit to be able to get their dreams. He would give people credit, right? But more importantly, he was not scared to borrow, to build a home, to create whatever he created for us. He always used to say, you know what? It's the bank's problem. I can sleep at night if I owe people money. If, yeah, I owe people money. I can't sleep at night if people owe me money. So I've got a lot of, some of my friends, say, you know what, if the bank was going to give me a million dollars tomorrow and they gave me a certain interest rate, I'm, I'm happy to take it. They want to give me money, I'll take it because I can fl flip that money and double my money in it. Right? I'm not scared of borrowing money. A lot of people are. You know what? Because they don't back themselves. They don't take a risk in life. They play it safe. They play the short game as opposed to the long game. They play the game that's taught in school, in society, to keep us playing small. You know, motivation manifesto. And you need to reclaim your personal power. When I think about my dad, my dad was a person that reclaimed his personal power. He didn't play it small. He roared like a lion. The way he lived his life. So never be scared to borrow. So, hey, you want to do our programs? Go and borrow money come and do our programs. I'll tell you what, I'll guarantee if you do everything that we tell you and you put all the work in and you're serious about getting to the next step so you can help other people to change, well, you'll double your money. You'll make your money. Now, that's only going to work if you work. Don't do that. I don't get people to do that. They're not prepared to do the work. It's not a silver bullet. Because that's one thing I learned from my dad, right? Work hard. And he worked bloody hard. Because he took pride in how we packed the shelves and how we presented the shop and how things looked. Take pride in what you do. Don't take it for granted. 
give it your best shot because you've only got one shot. We're getting to the two most important lessons for me, right? He said, never be scared to borrow. We know that. But number 10, guys, he said, I want you to remember, son. He said this to my brother a lot and possibly my sisters. Maybe they can share the story too. He said, remember, money doesn't make you. It's you that makes the money. Look after you. Money doesn't make you. It's you that makes the money. Look after you. And many of us, how many of us are not looking after ourselves? How many of us, especially with what's happening in today's world and, you know, in the economy, um, not only financially, but from a health perspective and just, you know, just a lifestyle perspective, we're all stuck inside. We've got these these rules and regulations and we're told to do certain things and our personal freedoms are being challenged and we're not living the life that we're meant to live and we're told one story or another story. I'm not here to talk about what's right and what's wrong. All I know is that we're all going through this challenge and it's just how we choose to react to it and how we choose to come out on the other side because I believe this is a cleanse. I believe this is a awakening of uh, the human spirit and of consciousness and people are going to get it and go inside and learn the lessons of the past and learn explore i suppose the shadow explore what it is that you need to learn about yourself so you can come out the other side as a <sighs> make your role model so how do you look after you what is it you do that you look after you So think about it. What are your rituals every morning? What are your rituals every night? What are things that you do for you to be able to you know, plan your next day to be a better day than the last day? Or plan your next week. And not that you've got to get too granular with your planning and set goals that you're, you know, are we there yet? And so hung up on goals that you're living in the future, not necessarily in the present, because about living in the present, you've got to read pages 77, 78, 79. I was told today to read them very closely. So I've read them again and again and again. And it is important to enjoy the moment and live in the present because the future only exists in the present and the past only exists in the present. So the present has the power. The present is where the power is and it's how you choose to use that power in order to create the life which you are destined to live. Because if you choose to do nothing in the present, oh, we'll just see what happens, the universe will provide, just go with the flow. If you're going with the flow, you're not putting anything into life. Life is a reflection of what it is that you put in. Life is a reflection of your frequency. It's called sympathetic resonance. It's like if I hit the tune of an A tune in a piano, like an A key, in A chord in one piano, the A chord in the other piano start to resonate and vibrate. So what tune are you vibrating at? Because that's what you're tracking in life. So if you are vibrating, at, ah, I'm just going to sit back and wait because the universe will provide. Are you putting anything into the universe? Are you putting any energy into it? I just want to be happy. Well, be happy. But what are you doing to actually create movement? What are you doing to, I'm getting passionate right now, right? But what are you doing to, to make a difference, not just for yourself, but for other people? because you live in the present moment, but you need to be future focused. Because if you're not future focused, then aren't you thinking about a better future for your kids? Aren't you thinking about what you might 
do next week with your friends? Aren't you thinking about maybe what you're going to cook for dinner tomorrow with your kids? At somewhere, somewhere, upon the, at somewhere along the line, you're going to be thinking about the next minute. That's future-focused. But the people just in power of now and just be happy now, I regret it. Let's not get caught up letting that control now or that control now. But it's important in order for you to be very clear in how you want to make use of now. And the one thing that dad taught me, and my sisters know this, my brother knows this too, the last one, number 11, how do you make the most of now? He used to come in when we'd study, when things were a bit challenging for us, maybe stuff's going on. He'd come in and he'd bow his head and he'd say, keep him going. Keep him going. Keep him going. Just keep him going. Just one more step. Keep him going. Keep him going. That was his motivational mantra, right? Keep him going. Keep him going. And say every time. You know, things might be going on for us. My brother will just call me. My sister will text. I'll just keep him going. And we know what that means. Yeah, every family's got a little mantra, right? That means something for them. So I want you to think about what would your life be like if you just keep it going or keep them going. Don't stop. Be future focused. Don't get caught up on the future. Don't get caught up in the past. Make now the present moment. Have fun. Be an optimist. You see, for you to be an optimist, you've got to believe that the future is going to be better. That, that can and will be better in the present and the past. Otherwise, if you're not an optimist, you're actually living in the past and you're recreating the past. So if I wish I can go back to the way things were. Fuck, man, we're screwed. Things aren't going to be the way they were. What if they can be better? Why don't we evolve the conversations? Okay, these things are happening. What will need to happen to actually make this whole thing even better than it was? That's an interesting conversation. I don't know what will come out of it, but that will be a good conversation to have. As opposed to focusing on what we've lost. Because within that loss could be something, a huge gain that we're not even aware of yet because, you know, we're not closing our eyes to see what's in front of us. We're not paying attention to the signal because we're paying attention to the noise inside our head, which is the past. Keep them going. Keep them going. So let me summarize these these 11 plus one more tip. I want to talk about one more thing I experienced really from a dad. You take a risk in life, number one. Number two, be an optimist. Everything's always going to work out. It works out for the best. Flip a coin, pick a rock, and just go with it. Make a quick decision. Never worry about other people say, number three, do what you want to do, what's right for you. Be authentic and true to you. Kanetukuto. Don't worry about it. Just play dumb. Don't be reactive. Stay focused on what's important to you and what you want. Number four, have fun. You want to get the chance to get up and break a plate, dance, play a song, do that. Be in the front to do that. Be in the front of the line as you dance that Tifta Delhi, whatever it is that you danced. Number five, always be a giver, not a taker. If you've got, give. You know, and I love there's a Tony Robbins saying, right? If people ask me to give something, I just give. If they're scamming me, that's on them. But if I've got a chance to give, I'm just going to give. Why hold back? If you're giving because that's who you are, you're always going to have stuff to give. You're never going to want for anything. 
when you hold on and hoard and hoard and hoard and hoard, and there's a lot of people on here, which I know, are hoarding stuff. Yes, if you think I'm talking to you, I probably am talking to you. That's interesting. Like if there's one thing that you guys need to let go of right now, let, let, let's actually make this session a transformational session. If there's one thing that you need to let go of right now to actually to be able to get you to whatever your next level is and whatever aspect in your life, whatever the challenge is for you, and I don't need to know that, but what's the thing that you need to let go? So why don't you just post it in the chat? Don't you tell the whole world what it is that you need to go and the decision that you need to make? Because if you make the decision now, what you need to let go and the decision you need to make, that's transformational. And you're standing up to be a role model helping other people to heal and to lead. So if you really are torchbearers, if you really are here to make a difference, if you really are going to walk the talk, and I'm challenging most of you on this here because you do a lot of work with us, right? If you're going to walk the talk, just put in the chat right now, what are you going to let go of? What are you still holding on to, which no longer serves you? And what's the decision that you're going to do now to move forward? And it's not just, hey, just be in the present. Okay, be in the present for what purpose? Give me a future focused. life that you're moving towards and you're moving towards it by actually generating the energy of the now towards that so kelly's saying letting go of self-doubt thanks kelly uh, anastasia saying resistance resistance to what uh procrastination avoidance what are you procrastinating about you know because if you're procrastinating you're probably a perfectionist and perfectionism is the mother procrastination right so you know don't worry about getting it perfect just get it out there that's what you're avoiding. You're avoiding what people might say to you. It's aversion. If you're facing fear, read this book. Um, anyone else? Let's see what else some other people are saying. So let us know um, what it is that you need to let go of because if you know it all, how's your life going? Really? How's it going for you? Because a lot of you, you give me all this wonderful transformational talk and speak. And it's bullshit. Have a look at your lives. And I'm not careful to look at my life. But I'm not prepared to face it. I'm prepared to grow. I'm prepared to learn. Are you guys prepared to do that? Will, thanks, Will. Anger, mate, let's, let's help you fucking deal with that. Because on the other side of anger is your transformation. On the other side of your anger is your, is your healing. Let's transform that anger, heal it for you, and get it into your power, mate. You're going to win that fight. OCD saying, <laughs> Christine Taylor. Yeah, well, again, why do I have everything in the right position? Maybe I need to talk to my Christina. My, maybe it's in the name Christine. My sister Christine always had to have it neat and tidy. I don't know whether it's OCD, but she got everything. It has to be in a specific order. But hey, that helped us, right? It's like we, no one did that. No one put everything in order. We wouldn't have what we have today. So it serves a purpose. So maybe it's not a problem. Why don't we look for the good in that as opposed to make out the bad or focus on the bad? So what else, guys? Who else wants to put what it is that they need to let go of? Dean saying letting go of playing small and stepping into the spotlight and transforming us along the way. Absolutely, Dina. That's why we're doing this together. Thank you so much, my brother Dean from Humpty Doo in Darwin. Right, and Dean's a uh, big help for us in the, uh, with the MBX Institute and supporting us. In the, he'll be translating his podcast or ripping it into an audio and getting it onto our, onto our platform first thing tomorrow, I'm sure. Michael's here saying grief. I know, my friend. Clutter. Procrastination. Procrastination. Maybe there's a lot of crap. Magdalene says, I need to level up in a few areas. Huh, LOL. So I'll gather that you wouldn't tell us the areas and what it is that you need to level up in. LOL. Come on. Let's challenge people. If you're going to be doing this work, let everyone else know what you're committing to do. Because I committed to come and talk about my stuff today and talk about my dad. And the last, oh, where am I? Let me go through this list, right? So um, always be a giver, not a taker. Six, always over deliver. 
Seven, be a service to others. Work hard. Work hard. Know your purpose. Work hard. Number eight, networking. People that you serve, get them to tell their friends. Friends bring friends. That bring friends. Load them up and tell them to leave. Happy and free. Get friends to bring their friends. Guys, bring your friends here. Number nine, never be scared to borrow to pursue, to pursue your dreams. If you're in debt, you can sleep easy. That's a bank's problem. Right? People don't owe you money. And remember, number nine, money doesn't make you. It's you that makes money look after you. And whatever's going on in life, keep them going. Keep them going. Twelve I've got here, and it's a lesson, it's a new lesson. Because when I looked at I, I, I sort of put five tips my dad gave us two years ago when he passed, and I did a little presentation in one of my classes. So today, when I was speaking to Magdalena, and she said, hey, that would be a great idea, awesome. I evolved this. I thought, what else, you know, over the two years, what else has happened? I spoke to my brother Pete, and we came up with these 11 things. But the 12th thing wasn't, I didn't really understand until I went through it myself. And I want to come back to what I said in the beginning. The last thing my dad said to me, and I didn't get it when I was walking down the stairs, he said, Mikafis, parekonena telefono. It's like, don't get lost. Give us a call every now and then. Check in. Let us know what's going on. You know what that means for me? Make sure you don't get lost. Make sure that you always check in and put your hand on and ask for help. Let us let people know what you're doing. Because in the last two years, I've, I've I have felt lost. You know, my my dad passing away, and yeah, trouble in sibling land, trying to deal with that. No matter whatever challenges we had with my sisters and my brother, at the end of the day, we love each other because we're brothers and sisters, right? My marriage ended. COVID hit. And so we go through this, went through this journey, man. And how many times did I do all the things they tell you not to do? I did them all. So the do's and don'ts, I did all the don'ts. I'm glad I did. Because along the journey, you discover parts of yourself that you understand really who you are and parts of you... That will, that's who you are because that's also you and that's not who you want to be. You know, it's like we all have demons. We don't, we're not here to, to, to get rid of the shadow. We're not here to overcome our demons. We're here to learn how to live above them because the demons are the ones that keep us in check. It's a yin and yang. Right? It's a spiritual law. It's the law of gender, masculine and feminine. Heal the boy and the man will appear. Heal the girl and the woman will appear. So all of us as Robin Sharma says, are just grown-up children, wounded children, living in grown-up, deteriorated bodies. So what if you had a chance to go back and heal that child for whatever reason, whatever the lesson is, and brought that positive or future lesson back for you today so you can move forward with grace and with ease, what would that mean for you? I'm just looking at all these messages, guys, and yeah, 
Thank you so much for sharing all these messages. It's been uh, so saying the best is yet to come. It's true. And make the rest of your life the best of your life. Absolutely. That's the focus. Future focus. How good is it? How good is it be where you are right now? Because, you, you know, we are who we are today because of what we've experienced in our life before. It's not about regretting things or looking back and saying, oh, what if we did that? It's like, wow. How grateful are we to have had the opportunity to experience all experience? And now we understand the flow of life and nature's flow and that things need to come. You know, a, a leaf has to fall off a tree and make the tree bare. And you think, well, how come the tree's lost the leaves? Because not only is it a deciduous tree, but it's lost its leaves. It has to be bare because the leaves have to die and hit the ground in order to nurture the ground for new life to be created. And so you think about the experience that we've had is to create a new life. Now, nothing is forever. What goes up must come down. It's a law of rhythm. We talked about it the other night in spiritual laws, the hermetic principles. But we live life as if nothing's going to end. And we end our life as if we've never lived. So my dad said to me, don't get lost. So I wanted to pay a tribute to him because I thought I was. And now I'm not. So I wanted to read this. I found this little article to finish up. And I thought, geez, if anyone would have written this, it probably would have been my dad. Don't be so hard on yourself for feeling lost, confused, or like you haven't achieved all that you wanted to achieve. Life would be pretty damn boring if you've done it all already by now. If you had no more room to grow or to change, be patient. You'll eventually figure it out, and everything will make sense. Every experience will eventually get you to where you are supposed to be. Every win, every loss, and every mistake. Don't be afraid to fuck up. And don't expect success overnight. Get lost. Get so lost. And find yourself over and over and over again. Don't stop until you make yourself proud. As we finish tonight, I know my dad is here listening to us. And yeah, he's proud. He's proud that we're all here. And we're having a discussion, a conversation about him. And maybe some of these things that I'm sharing with you have touched you. And you can go away and think about Whatever you need to think about. And that might help you to make the next decision, the best decision for you to get onto the next stage in your life. So guys, I want to thank you for being here tonight. It was a special night. Jesus, we've had uh, lots of uh, comments and my sisters were here and everyone else that does stuff with us is here. So thank you so much. Um, just to let you know that, you know, we, we've got a special event coming up August 14, 15. You know, there's a lot happening in the world today and we want to be able to make a difference in August and we want to add value and we're giving a success through Mastery Program. We want to be able to raise funds to be, for Beyond Blue. Let's make a difference for mental health and raise awareness and, 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 and do something. Not just talk about it, just do something, right? So we're prepared to give our best. We're going to give you two days of this, of this positive psychology, personal development. We're going to get in a room, a Zoom room. We're going to dance. We're going to start to think about our stuff. We're going to be able to uh, network with like-minded souls and do all the things that my dad told us. We're going to go through these 12 lessons all together in August 14 and 15. And I want to be able to give this to you as a gift 
Because that's why my dad would be giving, be given on a taker. If you help us support Beyond Blue. So all we ask you is register in the event. Guys, uh, where's uh, Dean and Magdalene? I'll probably put, that pattern in, put it in the chat there. Successthroughmastery.com is the website. Use the code MBXFREE to register. You get the program for free and everything else and come into our masterclasses every second Wednesday night. Come to the two-day course. You'll get an email. you get a back office where you can download your manuals and everything else. And you have access to it whether you miss it or you don't miss it. You're there for some of it. You're always going to get the recordings and you can be part of it. You can watch it with your friends. Well, if you're not in lockdown, with your family. And then you get a link to go to Beyond Blue and just donate to Beyond Blue. You want to raise funds. We've raised, you know, in the last week, $1,000 for Beyond Blue. Our goal is to get $10,000 by next week. So we want your support. So we want to be able to make a difference. And that's our drive for August, and that's what we're doing. So we want you to be able to... <sighs> Thanks, Chris. To help us do that. So I want to thank you for being here. Uh, we'll catch you on, well, Wednesday night, we've got a masterclass for our people in our leadership team. So you need to have done some training with us and doing the NLP and being in leadership to get the high performance coaching. So that's for an exclusive group of people. So if you want to be invited to that, reach out. And we're going to tell you what you need to do to be part of that. It's not for everyone um, until you choose it to be, but certainly on the weekend, the success to master is for everyone. Go to that website, bring in your friends and let's you know, lift the, Zoom, uh, the roof off the Zoomiverse of this virtual roof and uh, spend two days together to make a difference. So guys, I want to thank you again. I want to put on this song again, which is my dad's song. And I want to say good night. Let's put it on again. I bet you my sisters are getting up dancing right now. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much.